just because God promised you something, it doesn't mean it's going to just happen automatically. Oftentimes, there's cooperation between God and yourself for God's word to come to pass in your life. Someone might ask, what about Abraham and how he tried to help God and end up having Ishmael? True, we should not run ahead of God. But we have to remember, Isaac was not an immaculate conception. Abraham and Sarah had to do their part in allowing this promised son to come into this world. Now the truth is, I don't know how easy it was for a 99-year-old man and a 90-year-old woman to have sexual intercourse. But one thing I know, in order for their promise to come to pass, they had to cooperate with God's word. As with Abraham, so we also see the same thing happening with Isaac. Now Genesis 26 tells us a very interesting story. The covenant promise that God made with Abraham, we now see that it's showing that God is continuing his covenant promise with Isaac. He's telling Isaac to dwell in the land that he promised his family. However, God is telling Isaac this at a time that the land is experiencing great famine. My brothers and sisters, I want you to understand something. Just because God promises something, it doesn't mean that the promises of God comes into our lives without opposition. And it doesn't mean that God's promise comes into our life without us having to cooperate with the promises of God. Isaac couldn't just kick back and relax and say, yes, God speak a word. So guess what? It must come to pass. There was a response that was required from Isaac in order to manifest the promises of God. Isaac couldn't just sit in the middle of the famine and say, listen, I'm not going to live a straw. God, I see you over there working. I'm good over here. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to keep on holding on to your promises. Isaac had to dig. Or if Isaac didn't dig, chances are he could die. How many persons in life would have received the same word, a word from God that God would sustain them however they died? How many persons are reading the same Bible? Some are receiving the promises for themselves. Others are seeing the same promises, but it's not being made manifest in their life. I tell you, there is a need for cooperation when it comes to God's word. Isaac had to use God's word as a motivation to keep on digging in because the land where God, that God promised him seemed to be consistently trying to push him out with all of the negatives that were happening. Isaac had to trust God's word and dig in because there was a way to survive in the midst of the famine without walking out on God's promise. I can personally give an example of negative situations that cause people to walk away. In 2014, I tried to launch an online ministry because during that period of my life, I had received about three prophecies from three leaders from three different denominations who were prophets. Well, three, two leaders, one of them was my batchmate from Bethel Bible College. And the three of them prophesied that I should stream the gospel to the nations. And to make matters better, if not worse, I myself one day I was praying by my bedside. And I started to speak in unknown language, started to speak in tongues. And after I'd finished, I began to interpret the tongues. And as far as I remember, it said something like, um, you will, you will stream the gospel to the nations. I will send the resources. And finally, it said, my people are called to make my name known. So I launched out and trying to do this ministry in 2014. And boy, it was difficult. I think the name, and I'm not thinking, the name of the, the website was Caribbean Preachers. So I, I created this domain. I was spending money to have this online platform. And, and it, it wasn't the easiest of journey. I remember I had got some money and I bought this Nikon. I think it was a D54 camera. I didn't know anything about cameras back then. I thought all of these cameras would work quite fine. And the thing had the worst autofocus in the world. I could never do an, a live stream like this. It would be just focusing on the background, focusing on my face. Anyway, I tried to push past it. And I remember I thought I got a deal to buy a lens. And when I went to buy the lens, I bought this lens. And I found this lens last week. I thought I'd thrown it out. But somehow, um, somewhere along the line, 
it got saved in 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 some old junk so it's there i spent so much money on this lens it just look i didn't know anything about lens it's not in the right lens it's not necessarily the right lens but i saw it this guy was selling me this thing and he was selling me for some good amount of money in 2014 i just left bible college i was not working and i spent money on this lens it wasn't working but he told me it could be fixed it just needed something in it and i tried to get it fixed and i could not get this thing fixed and you know what happened i got so discouraged brothers and sisters i got so discouraged you see like nothing was happening i did not have the money to go forward i know what i did i sold that camera and i don't know where i put this lens i saw this lens a few days ago after all this time i know i look back at it and i laugh when i saw the lens because one of the things i come to realize that you don't give up you don't give up because you're trying to do something you don't give up because the enemy is trying to block you out. when we look into the text brothers and sisters we see that isaac is is there and he's, he's trying to hold on to the promises of god but the land itself is just not sustaining him not only is the land not sustaining because there is a famine we find that isaac is because he's using his initiative and say if i'm going to survive there are some basic things i'm going to need to survive in this land and one of those things is water so he's doing his part he's digging for water and every time when you read the text in Genesis, uh, what is it, Genesis 26, we find that every time he digs for water, somebody come, come block up the well that he's digging. Somebody have the audacity to come and to just block up what he's doing. And it says that he's digging a couple of times. And I want to ask this question. What do you do when you, you feel like you have tried, you have tried to step out on God's word, and when you try to step out on God's word, it seems as if, nothing is going on for you in this past week i wanted to do some personal record you're gonna record when you see my face and i'm and i'm encouraging believers through the lens and i'm telling you every time i try it ain't be working something come up either the place that i want to do it is occupied somebody's using that little spot and even if you listen right now you're going to hear music playing in the background you're probably going to hear my wife and my daughter around here having a nice time and i said something to myself if you're going to sit down and try to wait on the ideal time you ain't never gonna find that happening. You got to be tenacious. You got to step up and press and push for the promises of God. Because God's promises ain't just gonna happen like that. Not because God's abiding in the land, oh, water is just gonna spill water the ground, wet up your mouth, wet up your wet up your flocks, and everything just start flourishing. You are going to find opposition. You're gonna find opposition until the opposition find out that you're serious about God's word. And when you become serious about God's word, that's when God's word start to oh my god, I don't want to jump ahead of myself. You see, I'm talking right now, even my phone start to alarm. Oh my goodness, I'm going to keep this in the video. I'm going to go turn it off. Maybe I shouldn't keep this in the video. Everything will happen. Everything. I'm telling you, everything will happen for you to say, Oh man, I can't bother. You know, I try this thing. Every time I try to live stream, there's something else that I ought to be doing. There's something else on the table. There's something else bothering me. There's somebody knocking on the door. There's somebody calling me. There's some music playing in the background so loud that you're wondering, is it even possible to do this thing? And I'm saying that just like Isaac, just like myself, there are many persons who would have received promises from God. And I want to ask this question. Are you experiencing opposition to God's promise in your life? And I want to say two things. If you are receiving opposition or you're experiencing opposition, that's not a unique experience if you're a child of God. Most, if not all believers, when they receive a word, they got to be fighting some battles for it to come to pass. When God said, David, you'll become king, <laughs> that didn't mean you're going to see that bear and say, oh, well, I'm a king, so let me just leave this bear alone. I'm a king, this lion, I'm going to, I'm, oh, I'm a king, I'll leave this Goliath alone. Just because God promises something, it does not mean it's going to happen without a fight. 
It doesn't mean that you're going to get like Domino, you're going to get what you call it, the, the, the school of hand. All of the, the seven of one um, type of number, seven threes or seven fours. You know, it's not going to be an easy win all the time. Sometimes you're going to draw hand and you got five double up in there and you can still win the game because God is with you. You can't just throw in the hand and say, boy, shuffle this hand, your brother, five double me draw. No, man. Yeah, when, you get, when you get eight double up, you shuffle the hand. Sometimes we got to play the game with the hand that we draw. And that are the card God give you, you have, to, you have to play with the card God give you. And sometimes God is telling you to abide in a land and God already know that there are people in the land, they don't be liking you and they don't want you to survive in the land. So they are going to be blocking up what you are, you, you are trying to do. And that's why sometimes God has to speak a word. Because when God speaks a word, when the wells are being blocked up, it should be an encouragement that despite the fact that I bought this piece of thing for so much money, oh my God, I wish I had that money right now, I could use it to invest in some more live streaming gear. I mean, despite the fact that you invest so much money, despite the fact that you buy a camera and the camera can't autofocus, can you never know not about autofocus, they didn't do the research. It's not like now when I buy anything I'm going to buy, I, I do want so much research on it and sometimes I don't even still have the money. But the truth is, you've been trying to do something and it ain't work and it, it, you feel like you're stumbling and you fell. Yeah, nothing, that ain't nothing new, that's not unique to you. That is not a you thing, that is a Christian thing, that's a believer thing. Right, we talk part on this thing, so Jamaica may come from, so we talk part You know, no, it's not, it's not abnormal for God to tell you something and it just seems as if it's not working. So number two, yeah, when you're facing, it's, it's, it's normal. Number two, what are you going to do now that something, some opposition start to face you? Now that after you get the word, you see like the word that you get, you wonder if it was a genuine word. Right now, you got to know if a word you get is genuine. A lot of people are prophesying all kind of things. As I told you, I got it from three prophets, and none of these prophets were at the same location. These were three prophets at three different times, quoting the same thing, and the, the word is so unique. Stream the gospel to the nation. Stream. That's when live streaming, I, this was pre-COVID, 2014. Man, I'm sorry I didn't start 2014, because I'm guaranteed right now I'd have over... I have a lot of subscribers, but uh, you know those things, and I love to do whatever I'm doing. I love to do it well. It must look good. It must look like something sensible, right? It can't look like nobody just have one little phone and shake, shake, shake. It must look good. Hopefully, it must sound good. It must light good. And even if I should have another camera here, zoom in on a, and, and something else, right? To, to look good, right? Because I like when I'm doing things, it looks good. I want to do interviews with some retired ministers, but I keep saying I'm not going if it's not going to look good. But the truth is, let's switch back the focus on you. You've been trying to do something and it don't seem to work. What are you going to do now? Are you going to just say, oh, you know what? It didn't work. And the door was shut in my face. So guess what? I'm going to sit down here, um, put my tail between my leg, curl up in a fetal position, and ball all night and say, home is salt. And nothing I try ever work. Well, that's, that is an option. It's an option. It's an option. That's, that's, that's an option. That's, that's a left an option. But what about a right an option? Yeah, man, you get up and try to dig like Isaac. Because God didn't just push that story in the text for no reason. That ain't just, just a text for no reason. The Bible says that we are, we are the sons of Abraham, the sons and daughters of Abraham by faith. So the type of faith that the patriarchs had to live by, that is how the modern believers to live. We have to live by faith. And that's what we find three times in the New Testament and once in the Old Testament we find they just, those who are justified, those who have been found as if they have never sinned, they are living by faith. Hallelujah. They might live by faith and not just faith in anything. Because people have faith in a lot of things. To be an atheist, you have to have faith in Darwinism. Hallelujah. But, but it's not just faith 
in politics and faith in these new age philosophies and, and policies that are popping up and people having faith in the system. I'm having faith in the system. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to have faith that if I don't, if I don't, if I don't um, correct my child, uh, he's going to grow up good. Well, you can have faith in that. So yeah, keep having faith in that. But the truth is, when the Bible talks about the just shall, shall live by faith, it's talking about faith in God and faith in God's promises and living in the covenant of Almighty God. Not about no any in your faith. Faith in a lot of cash pot, faith in your girlfriend and your boyfriend, faith in your car, faith in your job and your business. No, it's talking about faith in the promises of God. And if you have a promise from God, then I would I would commend to you, keep having faith in God. Every covenant promise comes under attack. Every covenant promise, right? Let me not, let me, I don't know if every covenant promise comes under but I just feel like every covenant, I, I, I have not walked the earth to talk to everybody who's received a covenant promise. But I'm going to assume based on what the Bible shows me and the examples in the Bible, that almost everybody that receives a covenant promise, they face some attack. They, um, it's an attack on their faith. It might not be a physical attack, but what God says, it comes under a direct attack to challenge your faith in what God has says. So we need to understand that if you're, if God has promised you that he will increase your finances, that come under attack. God bring you into a marriage, the marriage come under attack. God, he has given us a, a he says, uh, you know what, um, da, 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 da. I'm trying to remember this text. I'll have to put out this part so that I can remember it. Uh, uh, I'm not giving you the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Your mind is under attack. Hello, God say you must have a sound mind. He, he promised you that you'll have a ministry to glorify his name in the earth. You try the ministry, the ministry tear down, like Caribbean preachers. Oh my God, that's in the past. That's in the past, right? That's in the past. I'm using a new, a new Monica now, a new name. Engine, in Jesus' name. I-J, what is it? I-N-J-N, right? In Jesus' name. That's the new thing that I'm working with. So I'm saying, God gives promises, but promises come under attack. Don't give up because the devil keeps shutting doors in your face. Hallelujah. If God has given you a word, keep on digging. Dig for your marriage. Hallelujah. Dig for your marriage. You're going and try. Well, especially if you're a female, you're going and kiss up your husband. I'm sure that will start something going on. If you're a husband, you try. You know it all over. You know. I like for me. Touch me. me. I'm upset. Right? So that might not work. But you can go in and have a discussion with your wife and try to build back the marriage before Satan kick it, kick it all over and kick over the pot. Right? After Isaac finally dug a well for himself that the enemy did not block up. Listen what Isaac said. So he dig a well and the enemy didn't block it. He said, the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Now, rewind that, and listen what I just said. He said, the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. How can he be saying that? How can a man dig in one well? And him dig the well, you know? Or his servants dig the well? If he never part, if he didn't specifically put shovel and pickaxe in the ground, his servants dug the well. And when he had water, he is now saying that, hey, God has allowed us to dwell in the land. You know what that means to me? It tells me that these patriarchs knew something, that God's word is manifested by our faith, and true faith in God's word is manifest in our response to God's word. Hello? So when he's digging, he's saying, if it, when it happens, it was God's word, but it, I just responded to it. So it's God's word. Even though I dig and there's water, it is God's word. It is God that is establishing us to dwell in the land. Now, James says something. James, I don't know exactly what the chapters. James does not have a lot of chapters. It's about five. But in, I think, chapter two or three, not two or three, it's in four, right? So it's not a lot. Go read it. He says, faith without works is dead. Huh? So James was making a statement. Faith in what God says 
without any manifestation, outward show, any action, any, any kind of change in your, in your direction in response to God. He says, I dead fear that. That means nothing can, nothing can manifest out of dead faith. Nothing can manifest out of a faith that does not react to God's word. You got to, you got to be reacting to God's word. Hallelujah. You're not running ahead of God, but you got to react to God's word. Sorry for all you Calvinists and Reformed theologians. Miss sorry for you. Hallelujah. Yes, faith in God's word is important. Hallelujah. Faith in God's word manifests blessing. God says if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can speak to the mountain and it shall remove. And that mountain might not be figure, might be figurative, right? It might not necessarily be a mountain mountain, but it might be something in your life that you physically could not move of yourself. But God is saying that if you have faith, the things that you can't move, he will move for you. That's what it says. Somebody else go, um, go look at it. That's what it says, right? I know that's what it says. So you got to, you got to, you, dead faith is you hearing a word from God, seeing a promise in scripture from God, and sit down and make and say, well, because God said it, it's just gonna happen. So you see, you see promises in the text. My peace I give to you. What, what does that mean? I mean, do you need to be a brain surgeon? I don't believe in this thing that the only people who cannot unlock the Bible is people who are some Stoics or, or, or John Stott or uh, MacArthur. That's rubbish. The Bible was written for the common man. It's written that if you can read and you have understanding, the plain and simple definition is what the text is saying. Hello? Because if everything before you reach a trouble text is what it says, as soon as you reach a trouble text, oh, that's not what it means. It means what it says. Hallelujah. And that's one of the promises that God has given to us. Living faith is pressing towards God, God's promise despite. Living faith is pressing towards God's promise despite oppositions, setbacks, and failures. That's real faith. Right, we're not about not dead faith, we're not about living faith. So in closing, in closing, if God has spoken a promise to you and you tried and failed, get up and try again. It may even be that you were walking with the Lord and somehow you fell from your steadfastness. That means you're no longer a Christian right now. You listen to this video, but you know and the Lord is not an anything. In fact, you you're probably in the house now and some somebody you're hooking up with is there and it's not your, your it's not your 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 be through you're not married to the person right and you want to know so them things then are right and you're, you're right you're right now and yeah you're not you're, you're not safe again brother my sister you're, you're not you're not you're not there and i'm not here to make light of your situation but i'm saying dig again right? yeah well, i tried and it didn't work a lot of people try i tried and it didn't it didn't work at first i've tried a couple of times and i fell on my face but we need to remember god's promise Right? God's promise in Proverbs 24, verse 16, as I close, the righteous man may fall seven times and rise again. So you may fall, but you can rise. Hallelujah. You might have dig once or dug once, but dig again. Shalom. Reverend Cormoris, say be blessed until I see you again. <laughs>